So this is it. This is it's finally here. This is the first episode of Authentically Erica. And let me tell you, I done recorded this 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 here episode. I have recorded at least five times. Just just being transparent, just being being honest. I honestly was trying to figure out how to say the things that the Lord was telling me to say and the, and how to, to release it. Because he told me, you know, the, the first episode was going to be broken up into three parts. So I'm like, um, all right, how am I supposed to do that? And then I was like nervous about what I was going to be sharing. But anyway, I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for joining me on this journey. This is it's it's exciting because I, I don't even know what it's going to look like. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I know it's going to be good. And I, I know it's going to be interesting. Like, I have a whole list of people that he's told me to invite to bring on the show, to have them talk about their journey, um, to being authentically all of who he created them to be. So I can't wait to share those things with you guys. So I just wanted to give you kind of like a heads up that this first episode is broken up into three parts and I'll be releasing them bi-weekly, um, starting with this first episode. So, you know, it's gonna like, end at a awkward place and then it'll kind of pick up on the the next time that the the next episode airs kind of thing so just stick with me it's gonna be good some exciting things coming up enjoy this is authentically erica with erica thomas and we are living from the inside out partnering with god to live authentically in all of who he created us to be Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Authentically Erica with yours truly, Erica Thomas. So today I'm going to be sharing a snippet of my testimony. Now this has kind of been, it's been a little interesting. I'll say it's been interesting in terms of the journey that I have been on even in sharing this. Um, it wasn't something that I thought I needed to share, but after sharing it in a more public space than I guess I'm kind of used to, I saw how this word, so to speak, or this experience helped other people, not necessarily in my same situation, but when it came to Uh, the decisions that God was leading us to make in certain areas. So it's been pretty cool so far. And he just led me to to really just share it here through this platform. And I pray it blesses you. So a little bit of background just to kind of set the stage. So I spent most of my life, I mean, childhood, young adulthood, adulthood, kind of, fading in the background because I felt like it was a safe space. I was peculiar, different, unique, but I didn't want that. I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to mesh in the background. I wanted to 
be a chameleon in whatever space, but I I just found it to be exhausting. It, it really was exhausting. I mean, can you imagine having to separate your friends because you're one way with this friend group and you're a total different person in this friend group? And then not to not to um count your count out your family so most of the things that I would share with them they would they would they would act like well we've always known that about you and I'm like well you know that wasn't always easy for me to share depending on the audience I was in front of so one of the things the Lord shared with me recently was my mandate he said that my mandate is to lead the captive to freedom. And he said that that process would happen by him walking me through a process of freedom and then sharing that with others. So one area that he walked me through was in the area of confidence. And I guess what what he kind of showed me or the, I guess, what he coined it as, as breaking covenants with counterfeits. And here's the thing. When you have no clue who you really are and what you're called to do, why God put you on this earth, you have a tendency to allow people, uh, circumstances, experiences, other groups to kind of form that for you. And then you spend your whole life trying to be that. You know, it's just this process that one of my mentors, Ebony L. Trust, calls unbecoming. Like you spend, you you have to spend time unbecoming because you spent so much time becoming who you were never really meant to be. So for me, it was in the area of confidence and it came by way of me joining a sorority in college. Now, before you get all your little feathers ruffled and all that kind of stuff, hear me out. So when I was in college, I had the opportunity to pledge a sorority. And back in, I guess, 2008, 2009, I ended up renouncing that sorority because the Lord revealed some things about me that he wanted to be God of, and I wasn't allowing him to do that. So let me, let me clarify some things. For me and my life at the time, and this was prior to me going to college, I remember being at a friend's house and she either showed me a picture of somebody or she either, or we saw her. I think it was a picture, not that I'm, not that I'm recalling. And in this picture, there was a girl that, that graduated a year before us. And I remember that girl. I remember that girl being kind of quiet, kind of shy, um, you know, reminding me kind of of myself because, you know, for me, I was always looked upon as the quiet girl, the shy girl. Those were the labels that I always had. And those were the labels that I would try to attain or, or stay in that kind of stay under that umbrella. But in this picture, this girl did not she didn't appear that way. OK, she was confident. She was bold looking. I mean, I'm like, is this the same chick? Like, for real? And what I noticed about her is that she was adorned in Greek sorority letter paraphernalia. And I guess that seed was planted that, hey, you know, 
this might be your way of reinventing yourself, so to speak. I didn't realize it at the time, but that's really what it was. So fast forward to college, you know, I get the opportunity to pledge a sorority and that's what I did. I, I had this opportunity at prior to this point, I had not in my life accomplished anything. All through high school, I had desires of things that I really liked, but was too afraid to try. Like I always wanted to be in the band because I loved, love, love, love dancing. And you know, at black schools, that's, that's what the band does. But the thought of putting on that band uniform and somebody seeing that I was shaped like the Michelin man, I was like, no ma'am and no sir, she wasn't doing that. But this was an opportunity for me to come out of my shell. And I did, I did, I, I was successful at it. But to be honest, when I think back on the times that I spent uh, as a member of this organization, it was always me trying to be like I was, I either wasn't, I was too big. I wasn't dressing with the right colors. It was always something like it was always something that I was doing that was like not in line with the standard. And, you know, I remember we had this saying, oh, you, you're trying to make the organization look bad. And it, it was just this thought. But, you know, I, I didn't um, I didn't think much of it. I didn't think much of it at the time. It was just it was just the thing that you did. It was the exchange that you made, because at this point, after that happened, you know, the kid was popular. Everybody knew me. That's how I felt. I'm like, you can go anywhere on campus and not know me. I mean, it, hey, I, I enjoyed the time. Please don't get it twisted. I enjoyed the time. In fact, it took me six years to graduate. So I was really, really, really enjoying the time with, with whatever, you know, it kind of went with. So after I graduated, you know, I kind of hung around for a little while, um, you know, I was working a full-time job. But at this time, around this time, I ended up giving my life to Christ. So now, having never been in church before, like I, I used to go to um, visit a seven-day Adventist church when I was in high school because my friend said it was some cute boys there. But that was the extent of it. Like sometimes we went to church on Easter, you know, that was the thing. So... For me, um, having this new experience where now I'm involved in the church and, and listen, because I had never grown up in church, my whole thing was, okay, now I got to play catch up. Like I got to, I got to join the choir so I can learn all the church songs that I never knew growing up. Like, yes, Jesus loves me. Cause I didn't know the words. And I know that's a basic song, but I, like I said, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't know the words. Listen, so after then, um, it was cool. You know, I was participating in the alumni chapter. You know, I was going to church, this kind of thing. And I just remember getting to this one point where the um, one of the officials, she was like, listen, there, there was an, I think it was like an event. Like there was an event going on at church and there was an event going on with the sorority. And I was like, Hey, you know, this is going on. 
I'm not going to be able to make the sorority thing because I've made this commitment to God and to this church and I, I got to be there. And, and she said to me, she said, well, I get that, you know, that, you know, I get all that church and stuff, but you know, you made a lifetime commitment to this organization. And I was like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what do you mean? And man, I sat with that for a while, but I was like, even though I was young in the faith, it just didn't sit well with me. And I kind of just, you know, kind of, I guess, stopped participating, so to speak. I kind of just focused on what I was doing at church. And I eventually moved away to, you know, I moved away from where I was. And during this time, my relationship with God was interesting because I was trying to do all the things, all the church things that I was learning. Like when I when I got to my new church, because I ended up moving back home. And when I started with them, I mean, I was like over everything. Like I was like the youth um, leader. You know, I was over. I was like the church secretary. Like they they it was it was a lot. It was a lot. I was doing all the things, but I, I really, I really couldn't tell you if I was hearing from God or not. I would go based on my feelings. Like, I think this is what God is saying, because at, at that time, you know, prior to me, the, well, the whole reason that I even moved was I, I felt like the Lord was telling me to leave my job. And most people, including my pastor was like, Girl, ain't nobody gonna tell you to, you know, to leave your job. God ain't gonna do that. How you go? How you gonna do this? And how you gonna do that? But I'm like, I really feel like he's telling me to leave my job. Like there was a bigger purpose. So fast forward to um, 2007, and I had the invitation from the Lord because I was at a place where I'm doing all the things. And I'm going to church regularly. I'm praying regularly, reading my Bible. I'm involved. I'm active, but something is missing. Like something is wrong. And I got another a call to leave my job. But this time I move all the way to another state. So one of my mentors, she kind of referenced it as the scene from the matrix where Morpheus uh, gave Neo an option, either take the blue pill and you can go back to life as usual, or you will take the red pill and see how far this rabbit hole go. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take the red pill. You know, the matrix is my all time favorite movie of all time to this day. I've literally seen it, no joke, at least a hundred times. So I'm like, all right, I'm taking a red pill. And I do that and I move. I don't have a job, nothing. So my, I knew one of the things that I wanted to get out of the experience is I, I needed to know God for myself. I needed to know that he's speaking to me and what he's saying. And I will never forget, um, 
my roommate at the time, she was going through her own process. Um, and she was one of the girls that I pledged with when I was, you know, in the sorority. So we were going through our own journeys. Like she wasn't working. I wasn't working. And we was just, you know, God all day. We went to Bible study like three times a week. <laughs> we went to church. Like every time the church doors open, that's where we were. Um, it was an interesting, interesting time, but I'll never forget because one of the things that happens to her when she hears a word from God, it, it brings her to tears. And she walked out the room one day and she ran back in crying. And she was like, the Lord says that you, you doubt him and you're skeptical. So I don't got hot. At this time, I mean, I'm ticked off because I felt like, look, I know that's how I feel, but the fact that you would tell somebody else and not talk to me about it was jacked up. So I was mad. I was mad. At this point, I'm like, I'm ticked off. So in this process, I am developing a real relationship with God. I'll never forget the first time I realized how he actually spoke to me because what I was doing is I was building myself up to, to hear God like other people told me they heard God. And I wasn't asking him like, well, how are you speaking to me? Even though I'm wired a certain kind of way, I didn't realize that. I didn't know. So I was frustrated because I didn't feel like I was hearing from him. I didn't, I didn't get it. But I remember there was, because at this time, you know, not only do I not have a job, but I, my car ended up getting repossessed. So I, I needed to travel, right, right? I needed to get to the, to the airport and I needed to also go to school, which was like an hour away. And I usually like take the bus from where I lived to go to school, but I'm like, okay, I got this humongous suitcase because I was going to be gone for a long time. And I was catching my flight, you know, after I left school. So I'm like, well, how am I going to, how am I going to get all the way to school with this big old suitcase on the bus? And, you know, then I got to ride the train. Like it was just so much. And I was just so frustrated. And I just remember praying and asking God, like, God, like, how do I do this? How do I figure it out? And I'll never forget. I literally saw, he gave me a vision. I, at the time, I didn't even know what it was, what it was, but he gave me a vision of the step-by-step -step process that I needed to take in order to work it all out. And I, and I cried. I literally cried because I'm like, oh my God, this how you've been speaking to me the whole time? And I've been missing it because I'm thinking, oh, it's just me. Or, you know, sometimes you think you're just that smart. Oh, I, I realized at that time that I wasn't that smart and that this was like a major breakthrough. And then, you know, at, at, also during this time, my roommate and I had signed up for a spiritual warfare class. Now, let me back up. Let me tell you a little bit by myself, right? So, what was going on with me and the type of person that I had been even prior to getting saved was I was labeled as scary. That's because it didn't matter if it was, you know, 
a lizard, frogs, whatever. I didn't do that. We, they, I didn't, that wasn't my plague area. Okay. And the other thing was I didn't do supernatural stuff. Right. So I remember glossing over in the word where, where it was talking about Jesus casting out demons. Oh no, you're not going to say that to me because here's the thing. Cause people used to like pick at me because, you know, like I didn't want to watch, you know, scary movies and stuff like that. I didn't want to watch scary movies because I would end up dreaming about it. Like my dreamscape is super active. I didn't know that was a part of who I am. I didn't know it at the time. I thought everybody dreamed like that. So, you know, it's one thing to watch something and be like, oh, it's fake, blah, 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 blah. But then to have that action going on in your dream and you feeling all that? No, ma'am. No, sir. So that was something that I was hesitant about. I was hesitant about. So when we went through this supernatural, you know, spiritual warfare class, I remember at the end of the class, my teacher you know, she decides she want to have a deliverance service. So, man, at this point, I'm like, Lord, please don't let nothing jump on me. Like, whatever they got going on, don't don't let it jump on me. And please don't let nothing be in me. Like, I'm I'm serious. I was I was just at a place, and I'll never forget. She 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 called my name. The teacher called my name. She's like Erica, and I'm like, Oh Lord, did she find something? But she said, I want you to be my assistant. And I'm like, why on God's green earth would you want me of all people to assist you? But nonetheless, you know, I'm walking around the room with her. She she laying hands on people, praying in the spirit. And all I could think of was just please don't let this jump off on me. So afterwards, I ended up calling her because I had to know who told you to who told you to ask me like for real, for real. Who who told you to ask me? And she was like, um, she was like, you know, I just I just heard the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, but do you know this about me? Like, do you know, you know, that, you know, I was I used to have torturing dreams in my and when I was a child you know, and she said that's similar to her because I was like, it. you know, it can only be God that can choose somebody for spiritual warfare who was labeled and considered themselves based on the labels of others as scary. Like when I tell you scary it, in a sense of in, even in my own mind. It's not like, you know, like I think about being in high school. It wasn't like I was bullied. You know, people said some mean things to me, but it was what I thought about myself. Like, no, nobody would have cared what I looked like in that band uniform. But to me, I was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Um, I wouldn't try out for anything. I wasn't going to push the envelope. I was the type of person, like I may have mentioned before, when it came to pursuing academics, I just stayed below the radar. Higher than the regular kids, lower than the advanced kids. Just stay in the middle kind of thing. So after this, I believe the Lord was setting the stage to share with me some things that he wanted to wanted me to be released from. 
So that was part one. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. And tune in next time for part two and part three. This has been another episode of Authentically Erica with Erica Thomas. Join us next time as we continue on this journey of discovery, living from the inside out authentically. 